Let's do it. And now, shining the spotlight on the future of hockey. Hello, it's Thorne Byron of the Vancouver Giants. I'm Kirby Dock of the Saskatoon Blades. I'm Dylan Cousins of the Westbridge Hurricanes. Hey guys, this is Cam here. Spencer Knight. This is Matt Foldy. It's Alex Turcott from Team USA. Hi, it's Maurice Sider from the Adelaide Mannheim. This is Alexis Lafreniere of the Rimouski Oceanic. Major Junior. They were the best in the QMJHL, and now the Huskies are Memorial Cup champions. NCAA. Everybody in that Bulldog section's on their feet. The bench is ready to party as the UMD Bulldogs are back-to-back national champions. The World Juniors. Time winding down, and Finland has won the World Junior Championship in Vancouver in spectacular style. The NHL Draft. With the first pick overall, the New Jersey Devils are proud to select from the U.S. program, Jack Hughes. And more. Unbelievable. Wow. Incredible. This is the Pipeline Show. All right. Good weekend and welcome to another episode of the Pipeline Show with Keith Flaming. That's me. We always start with the question of the day. This one uh, goes back to the World Junior Recap uh, that was uh, earlier this week. That was the abbreviated World Junior Recap that you heard. uh, I think it came out on uh, Wednesday or Thursday uh, just a few days ago uh, to recap uh, the World Junior Championship. The question of the day then was uh, which uh, player exceeded and which player left you wanting more uh, with their performance at the World Junior Championship and had uh, lots of feedback, uh, a lot of similar names. I think uh, for the, the disappointing player, most people were picking uh, Cole Caulfield, and that was of interest because uh, when I uh, asked people before the tournament who was going to lead the event, his name got mentioned a lot and ended up with only two points in the tournament. Uh, as for uh, players who exceeded expectations, a lot of Joel Hofer, uh, Jamie Drysdale of the Erie Otters uh, was mentioned a few times. Nils Hoglander of uh, Sweden gets a few mentions. Uh, Kalen Addison uh, singled out by one person. Quentin Byfield also gets mentioned as a disappointment a few times. And I hesitate to uh, to slam guys who are there in their draft year, as uh, it's usually a tournament for 18- and 19-year-olds especially, uh, and the 17-year-olds, undrafted players or draft-eligible players, it's uh, It can be a, a definitely a learning experience, and uh, he would have played further down the depth chart for Canada than he does with the Sudbury Wolves, and uh, very small sample size. I don't think you can uh, expect, I don't think you should lower your expectations uh, of Quentin Byfield moving forward. Anyway, that was the question of the day, which you can find on Twitter at TPS underscore Gee. Let's get to the news and notes for this week. We'll start with the CHL and uh, the top 10, and the Ottawa 67s this week moved ahead of Sherbrooke. The 67s are in that number one spot. We'll get to uh, an interesting note about the 67s here in a second. Uh, Sherbrooke falls to uh, number two. Uh, Portland of the Western Hockey League are the number three seed. Shikudimi rises one spot from five to four. The Edmonton Oil Kings jump up from eight to number five. They uh, will probably fall back a little bit, though, as they lost last night in Saskatoon. The Moncton Wildcats uh, stay firm at number six. Everett is ranked seventh. Windsor, Guelph, and the Peterborough Peets, three OHL clubs, rounding out the top ten of the CHL's uh, top ten for this week. Now, that comes out on Wednesday, uh, so things will probably change after uh, Friday night's games. 
and the trade deadline, which uh, we're going to talk a lot about the deadline here today. So I'm not going to get into all the trades here in this opening segment as we're going to go through all three leagues uh, with a guest to recap the week of uh, the CHL trade deadline. But well, let's go to the uh, the queue and the leading scorers right now. Alexi Lafreniere has 70 points. Cedric Paré with 67, both with the Ramuski Oceanic. The Cape Breton Eagles are represented by Igor Sokolov and uh, Ryan Francis uh, with 57 and 54 points, respectively. Sokolov, I think, uh, caught a lot of attention uh, while at the uh, World Junior Championship. And how about Alexander Hovanov uh, with 53 points of the Moncton Wildcats? He had a terrific tournament for Russia as well. A top goaltender right now in both goals against and save percentage is Samuel Lavich from the Sherbrooke Phoenix. Kevin Mandelis is uh, next in both categories. And uh, Thomas Seguin from Sherbrooke is uh, number three in both categories. Skipping over to the OHL, the uh, leading scorer comes from the Ottawa 67s. That's uh, Marco Rossi, the Austrian, who did not go play in the World Junior Championship, uh, the Division I uh, Championship for Austria. Yet they won, so that team will be in the uh, big pool next year here in Edmonton and Red Deer. Uh, Arthur Kaliev uh, with 67 points is number two. Obviously, he's missed some time here with the World Juniors. Uh, Cole Perfetti is third with 66 points, uh, followed by Pavel Gogolev of the Guelph Storm, who has 65. And Phil Tomasino, now with the Oshawa Generals, he has 64 points this year. A top goalie in the OHL, both the uh, goals against and save percentage, is Nico Dawes of the Guelph Storm. Cedric Andre and Jacob Ingham are two and three in both categories, uh, but uh, Andre is two for goals against average, and he's third for save percentage. Hunter Jones appears on both lists as well, and Tucker Tynan, who uh, at last report is recovering nicely uh, after that really scary incident where he was cut on his uh, leg. Uh, he is one of the notables when it comes to save percentage. Let's uh, head to the Western Hockey League, and it's a, a tie atop the scoring leader. Adam Beckman of Spokane and Jimmy Hamblin of the Medicine Hat Tigers, both with 62 points. St. Franklin not far behind with 59. Uh, Brett Kemp, also of the Medicine Hat Tigers, he has 53. And Oren Santazo of the Kamloops Blazers with 52 points. Top goals against average, Joel Hofer, Dustin Wolf, David Tendek, Shane Farkas, Sebastian Kosa. In that order, save percentage, it's Dustin Wolf who's uh, in top spot. He's followed by Joel Hofer, Shane Farkas, Sebastian Kosa, and uh, number five is uh, Yuri Patera of the Brandon Wheat Kings. The uh, next step from the CHL for a lot of players is uh, U-Sports. So let's go to the U-Sports standings as uh, teams are back underway. We'll start in the OUA East, and uh, the Carlton Ravens are in first place with a record of 17-3-1. and that's 35 points. Uh, with 30 points in second place is UQTR, Ottawa, McGill, and Ontario Tech are chasing them in the standings. In the OUA West Conference, uh, Toronto is in the first place with 33 points, followed by Ryerson, Windsor, Guelph, and Brock, with uh, five teams all chasing them in the standings. And uh, in AUS on the East Coast, uh, Acadia continues to be in first place with 34 points, uh, but UNB right on their heels with 32, followed by Les Aigles Bleus of Moncton and uh, St. Mary's with 23 and 22 points, respectively. And here in Canada West, the University of Alberta Golden Bears still hold down first spot 
with 32 points. Uh, they are 16-3 and three on the season. Calgary, the Dinos, are right behind them, though, with 30 points. And not far off are the Saskatchewan Huskies with 28. Mount Royal slipped a little bit. They've uh, fallen down to a fourth spot, but still have 24 points. And then there's a bit of a gap between them and uh, the rest of the group, uh, led by Manitoba. In the NCAA, the uh, top 20 to start the week, at the beginning of the week. Now, games, as I'm speaking with you right now, it's Saturday. So a lot of games were played in all leagues last night. Uh, but coming into this weekend's play, North Dakota was ranked number one, followed by Cornell, Minnesota State, Boston College, and Denver. Then it was Penn State, Clarkson, Ohio State, Minnesota, Duluth, and Massachusetts at 10. Uh, Northeastern Providence, UMass Lowell, Notre Dame, Arizona State at 15. Then you have Bowling Green, Michigan Tech, Harvard, Northern Michigan, and Michigan State at closing out the top 20. Now, games last night in the NCAA uh, will change that as uh, North Dakota, who had been riding a 14 or 15 game winning streak, they were uh, beaten badly at home 6-3 to visiting uh, Nebraska Omaha, surprising North Dakota. Uh, Denver, though, doubled up St. Cloud State 6-3. Minnesota Duluth did the same to Western Michigan. Of note for uh, Philadelphia Flyers fans, Wade Allison played in that game, so he's back in action. He's only played, I believe that would be his eighth game now, of the season. Uh, I mentioned a second ago about uh, North Dakota and uh, and Shane Pinto in particular. Uh, interesting stories that have come out here in the last little bit. Uh, the Ottawa 67s were trying to recruit him this week and apparently recruited him pretty heavily. Uh, Pinto, who is uh, undrafted by an OHL club, so he is a, a free agent. Uh, the 67s, who are, as I mentioned, in first place, were looking to acquire him. Now, the Ottawa Senators own his uh, NHL rights, second round, early second-round pick this past draft. Uh, apparently, even Pierre Dorian, the uh, GM of the Senators, uh, went to North Dakota to just... I don't know if he's going to further the idea of him leaving North Dakota and playing for the Ottawa 67s. I think he's just going to see what Pinto has decided, and I'm assuming he's got a contract with him because I'd be shocked if Pinto left North Dakota without a pro contract. So what you'd see is he'd sign with Ottawa, and Ottawa would then reassign him to the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, but that did not happen. Uh, Pinto has decided to uh, stay at North Dakota for at least the rest of this season. So that's where we're at. Uh, what we're going to do on this week's show, as I mentioned, is a CHL trade deadline review. So I'm going to have three guests for you on this weekend's special show. We'll start. We'll go from east to west as the deadline in the queue actually uh, was a couple days before it was in uh, the Ontario Hockey League and the WHL. Just one of those weird little differences between the three leagues. But Willie Paloff from the Halifax Chronicle Herald, he's my guest to uh, recap everything that happened in the queue. My guest in for the OHL segment will be Chris Abbott, who used to join me to talk about the queue all the time, but the, the broadcasters relocated to Hamilton. He's now a play-by-play guy for the Hamilton Bulldogs. So we'll talk to him about everything that changed in the OHL. And Lucas Pancari, who writes for the Herald in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, does the same from a WHL perspective. So those are my three guests, all of them CHL insiders. And that means they're all brought to you by the store next door, employing people with disabilities out in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, collecting as many broken hockey sticks as they can get their hands on and transforming all of that stuff into some really cool products. Check their website out at thestorenextdoor.com. 
Ca. Now, Lucas Puncari, who is a beat writer for covering the Prince Albert Raiders, uh, that's obviously a, a Dub Network segment, as uh, all my guests covering the Western Hockey League. Those segments are brought to you by dubnetwork.ca. Keeping up to date on everything around the Western Hockey League has never been easier. Thanks to dubnetwork.ca. Uh, sign up for your daily dose of the dub. It gets emailed to you, so you don't even have to uh, search it out. It'll come to you. But we will start on the East Coast. Uh, up first, Willie Paloff from the Halifax Chronicle Herald. Let's recap the CHL's busy trade deadline week. We'll start there next here on the Pipeline Show. Down there by Zaboral. Puck comes free. Ward's clearing play to the line. It skips out to center. Valeno trying to break shorthanded. Joe Valeno, penalty coming. Valeno deking, scores! Joe Valeno, shorthanded goal! Hey, it's Joe Valeno from the Drummondville Voltageurs, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. There's a lot of people with disabilities that can't just go out and find a job. So we set out to create a business to fill those needs, one stick at a time. The Store Next Door gift shop is a Yarmouth-based manufacturer and retail outlet store. So we make great ideas that any of our employees come up with, and we reuse and recycle as much as possible. Our most popular item is probably our hockey furniture. We take broken hockey sticks and turn them into different products. We go through a lot of hockey sticks. A lot. A whole lot. Considering that it's only been a year and we're shipping internationally, I think that that's been a huge success. Most people's reactions are, wow, you do this here. We don't accept can't here. Everyone here learns in different ways, but we want to give everybody every opportunity to find exactly what works for them. There's nothing better than when a customer buys something and then one of our employees say, I made that. They have meaningful lives and build things they can be proud of and get a paycheck for it. I'm Amy Acker and we change lives one job at a time. 